Welcome to the Critical Communications and Intel Agencies podcast series, part three on 5G for the IC, hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. Everyone is mobile today, including members of America's intelligence community. However, the IC has unique requirements from location to security that must be taken into consideration in order for mobility to be a help and not a hindrance. In part three of this podcast series, Brian Shromsky, who is the managing partner for 5G Public Sector at Verizon, will explore how 5G and mobility can create a robust and secure communications environment for the IC. And Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Matt. Glad to be here. Let's jump in at the top, if you don't mind. Let's talk about challenges. So what are the unique challenges that the Intel community has with regards to mobility, especially when compared to other federal agencies? Sure. You know, being a veteran of uh, the mobility industry for over 20 years and 19 of those 20 years, 20 plus years working in the public sector and especially in the federal side, you know, I think one of the challenges that we see around the intelligence community, right, is no different than broader themes, right? Sharing information, right? And obviously, as you're dealing with classified information, you have to be very sensitive to that information. You have very strict rules and procedures to do that, right? And a lot of that is based on someone physically being at a particular location, right? Where you have physical security, you get in there, you have different IT credentials to get into those particular databases, right? So as we've seen with the pandemic, what happens when that staff cannot be in that facility? We see different requests around, okay, now as we see a generation shift, if you will, in terms of the IC personnel employees, right, that are more, you know, used to a mobile world, how does the IC address that, right? Obviously, they're big into mobile. They understand it in a lot of cases better than some of the carriers, right? They really get in the nitty gritty. But fundamentally, right, how do I close lack of a better term, walled gardens, not that they're not sharing information, but that information sharing can only be done in certain locations. And then when you sprinkle mobility, pandemic, where you can't physically have everybody there, but I got to contact them, improve some challenges for the IC. And obviously, you know, they're a great partner for us in terms of working and actually talking to us and seeing some of their requirements. And as we get those requirements, we're looking to build and incorporate some of those into our 5G offerings. All right. That's great. Thanks for those insights there, Brian. And of course, by now, everyone's heard about the potential of 5G, but overall, what possibilities does it hold for the IC? Well, I think in the IC, if we, we, we kind of look at it in the DOD lens as well, right? They work together and you throw in DHS and DOJ, right? Obviously, you know, using 5G to get, you know, faster download speeds, right? Lower latency from a mobile device, but they start looking at things like network slicing, right? Some of the things you can see from release 16 of 5G, GPP standards, right? When you get into network slicing and you can offer end-to-end encryption, right, is very intriguing to the IC as well as those other agencies or communities. So they get excited for that. But there's still, you know, different things that they could possibly use, right? Using 5G not just for mobile devices, but also IoT devices or providing or having 5G provide, you know, secure connections to different IoT devices. So it's going to be a little bit all over the place, right? And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. As 5G becomes a nation state, if you will, a priority and where the United States stands in terms of world rank, in terms of next generation technology that can be used by other industries. As you look at energy markets, you look at financial markets, right? So obviously the IC or just think of national security 
or Homeland Security, are we doing the right things because we do not want to open ourselves up from a economy standpoint to cyber attacks, right? So as everything is connected, which already is, it's only going to grow. These are some of the things that the IC looks at. That's great. And let's step back a little bit and tell us about, you know, why enhanced mobility is so important for mission readiness and success overall. You know, as we move from multiple functions, right? So some of the things that you're going to see of a 5G, we're already doing today, but we look at ultra low latency, enhanced mobile broadband. So providing bigger pipes with lower latency, it opens up not just from, you know, our traditional mobile devices that we have in a bag or in our pockets, right? But we start thinking things like drone technology, right? Where I can actually use, you know, AR and VR, right? So I have a 5G enabled headset, right? That, you know, has very low latency. So as I look left and right, I don't get motion sickness. But then I actually have a drone, right? So I'm not talking about the big ones that, you know, North of Grumman or Lockheed makes, right? They're flying, you know, tens of thousands of feet up. We're talking about low aerial drones, right? Where now I have those devices either connected by 4G or 5G where, you know, I want to put video and other metrics coming off of that particular device. I want very low latency, right? Imagine how fast a drone can fly, right? So if I, you know, want to make a left turn and there's a tree or building coming, I want to make sure I can actually do that. So as drones go out of line of sight, at low aerial drones, that's just a perfect example where you can see 5G really enabling that experience. All right, that's great. Now, you mentioned cyber a little bit in our second question, but let's dive a little bit deeper. So what steps are ongoing or are planned for the future by the IC when it comes to the security considerations with 5G? Sure. So some of the securities, you know, obviously what's in the releases from industry, right, where release 15, release 16, as I mentioned, things like network slicing, right, and then encryption are very exciting. I think something that we've talked about before is also supply chain, right? What are Verizon's as well as the other carriers? What are your suppliers? Who are your suppliers, right? Are you ingesting potentially any risk into your supply chain, right? So that's the number one question you usually get is not only about the technology, the security around the technology, but more blocking and tackling is like, okay, who's supplying you this technology, right? And what does your supply chain look like, right? So there's fear among the IC, and you've seen it in the news, right, of, you know, certain countries potentially using certain manufacturers from certain places of origin that actually gives pause, right, and what that actually means. And then, obviously, Verizon being a U.S.-based company, they're interested as well as everybody in the telecom industry as well as other industries to using the right technology and if what technology they're using so we are actually aware. That's great. Excellent, excellent. And you talked a little bit about some use cases earlier on, but let's dive in further here for our last question. So what are some types of the use cases where 5G could really enhance the mission of the IC overall? Yeah, some of the ones are just near and dear, right? So if we have somebody that's trying to do remote work, right, an analyst, right, he or she's trying to communicate with certain individuals, right, to have that higher level encryption, having high bandwidth and low latency. So not only encryption that a carrier like Verizon would actually put on our network, but also over-the-top encryption, right, that most likely will come, right? So you can imagine, right, the more levels of encryption, you know, it bogs it down, right? So having higher speeds and very low latency, as well as having things like dual authentication, gets people very excited about this. So it enables that remote worker in a lot of cases. You know, things that you'll see in 5G, 
that will make it a little bit easier, right? So any assets, so any IoT devices, not just the mobile devices I'm talking about, as I mentioned before, in your bag or in your pocket, but, you know, drones, any infrastructure that you want to connect with, same thing applies. You know, what do I need? How do I have it? And then also, I think what gets lost in the shuffle is, you know, having a seamless experience, meaning that if I provide the same network that provides connectivity to a mobile device, meaning a smartphone, tablet, laptop, to be the same network that provides connectivity to a drone, an IoT device. And then also feeding it into, for instance, a zero-trust architecture or a higher-level security, having one common security platform, but also having one common network platform is very enticing to a lot of agencies. All right, that's an excellent rundown. And this concludes the Critical Communications and Intel Agencies podcast series part three on 5G for the IC hosted on Government Technology Insider. Well, Brian Tromsky, who's the managing partner for 5G public sector at Verizon, explored how 5G and mobility can create a robust and secure communications environment for the IC. And Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks again, Matt, for the time.